0: Well, good morning. Breakfast at the broker every Tuesday morning. We got a very special guest. Boys and girls around the world, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Let's get ready to broker. By way of Delray Beach, Florida, he is the founder and broker-owner of Global Gateway Real Estate. His hometown is Bridgetown, Barbados. He is a 2022 graduate of the National Association of Realtors Leadership Academy and is the elected 2024 Secretary of the Broward, Palm Beaches, and St. Lucie Realtors, the third largest real estate association in the country. Tree Stand up and make some noise for Mr. Worldwide himself, Carlos Ali! Good morning, <laughs> David. That was a wake-up call. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, we record these, but uh, we, we release them every Tuesday morning, so, um, you know, welcome. So we, uh, we certainly appreciate it. This, I cannot, this can't be your first time on Breakfast with the program. No, it's not. All right, just making sure, because I know that, um, you know, we've been doing this uh, six and a half years. Yeah, I think I, I've
1: been on probably in the first year, for yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, listen, um, I appreciate you coming on. And, you know, let's talk about international real estate and global real estate. Because everyone, you know, it's a sexy term. You know, everyone wants to get in international real estate. And, you know... It's a very niche market, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. You know, you describe it perfectly. It's a sexy term. It's like, you know, you meet a beautiful lady, (laughs) and then you meet her. You go out on a date. You realize, that's not really what I want to do.
0: The personality. Yeah.
1: Same thing with international real estate. Everybody wants to be in. Everybody thinks it's easy. But the truth is, it's not for everybody. Right. It's something that you really have to know your niche.
0: And so, how would you get into it, first of all? And then... How do you, like, what advice would you give to realtors thinking about, hey, I want to be part of this. I want to be, you know, get into international real estate. How do I understand maybe the cultures and things of that nature that are needed in order to, to uh, you know, transact it internationally?
1: Gee, how did I get involved? <laughs> I think... I was born kind of international, <laughs> yeah. being from Barbados, living in different countries. Sure. That was a natural. I think for me is I figured out early on in real estate, I didn't want to knock on doors. Mm-hmm. I wanted to find a way to connect with people I already knew. And since most of my clients were international from working in finance on Wall Street, it was a natural progression. Although I would say I had a little nudge from my wife because she <laughs> comes up with all the great ideas. You know? She said, these international guys... Those clients would be great. You should work with these people. So that was really kind of the start. Uh, Advice for getting involved or what to look for. I think one of the first things you need to do is your local association has like a plethora of information. So one of the first things you need to do is join the global committee. I mean, it makes sense. You're doing global. You want to do anything international. Join the local global committee. You want to know what's going on on that level. But more importantly now, it's like any specialty. So you get your CIPS, Certified Internationally Property Specialist Designation. That's given an NAR. It's about a week. The good part is you could do it in several different countries. So you could take a vacation, do the course, write it off. But the best part is you get to meet agents from around the world. So right off the bat, while you're learning, you've already built a network. That's great. That's crucial.
0: So, so you know, and I we always see you, you know you traveling. That's why we call you Mister Worldwide and and such. And, and you know, and um, you know, you plan these trips, but you also, in most cases, are doing business in those trips, right? You're having business meetings. Um, maybe there's leaders or influencers within those uh, communities. How do you find them?
1: Well, you know, this is like any other business, whether you're in the business of cars, you're in the business of clothing and you sell internationally, you kind of have to go with the audiences. So it's the same in real estate. Real estate is really not about homes or houses. It's about people. So at the end of the day, when you go to these countries, you're thinking 30,000 foot view, right? Most of the trips we do are international trips, sometimes with Florida realtors, sometimes with the local association, But at the end of the day, you want two things to happen. You either want a business to transplant to Florida Mm -hmm. or you want buyers of real estate to buy homes in Florida. So a lot of the times, yes, it's a trip, but there's a plan behind it. We know why we're there. We know how long we're going to be there. And we know what we want to sell when we get there. It's not necessarily a house. It's Florida. We don't care if it's Tampa, Miami, Boca Raton or Delray Beach.
0: Yeah, you know, I think the mistake that most people make is that they want the international real estate, they want to be involved, but they don't want to work for it, right? So a lot of times, you know, they don't have a plan, you know, they don't prepare, they don't bring a brochure about, you know, why, why Boca Raton, why Delray Beach, why South Florida, whatever it might be, you know, and, and, and also speak to them and really in, in you know, even if you don't know their language, you could speak to them in their language per se, right?
1: Right. Well, one of the important things and why that CIPS course is so important, that designation actually teaches you how you really need to react or how you need to interact with people from other cultures. And there's a book called uh, right now.
0: Oh, I remember too. Yes. Yes. It's
1: slipping my memory right now. But basically, I'll remember it before we end. Hmm. You really need to to get that book because you need to understand who you're dealing with. Whether you're dealing with someone from Asia, someone from Europe, someone from the Caribbean, or someone from Latin America. They all have different cultural traits. And the one thing you don't want to do is lose the deal before you get the
0: deal. (laughs) Sure.
1: And that's pretty important.
0: Do you have a favorite country?
1: I don't have a favorite country, but I have two favorite regions. Okay. Europe and Asia. Yeah, Europe is such an amazing place. Within one hour, you could be in a different country, a different culture. Even in Italy, Mm -hmm. you go one hour in either direction, the whole culture is different because they're not all the same, even though they're within the same country. So I find we have a lot of international people from Europe and Asia. I mean, it's dynamic. Another thing, if you're going to be practicing international real estate and you're a realtor, you need to be a member of ARIA, which is the... Uh, American Real Estate Association. And ARIA just had their 20th anniversary. It was held in Chicago. Again, Asians make up a very large population. And right now, people forget that India is part of Asia. So now we've seen a big influx of Indians that have moved to Florida. We've always had Asians in pretty much any part of the country. But that's a given. And it's very important to be able to know the nuances of how you greet someone that's from Asia Versus how you greet someone hmm. from Brazil, you just kiss them. <laughs> you just kiss them. Right? <laughs> I wish that worked for everybody. That might work for the Brazilians, yeah, but that's no, not going to no. work for the Asians. No, they are. No, it is not.
0: <laughs> um. So let's talk. Let's uh, let's digress a little bit, or, or speak a little bit about what's going on in the real estate industry. Um. If you haven't noticed, you know, a couple changes here or there, whatever, you know. Uh. But NER is certainly in the news, right? Um. You know, we're heavily involved in NAR, we're heavily involved in the local, state, and, and national associations. You know, um, you know. luckily we're knowledgeable and we understand, you know, a lot of the issues that, that have arisen and whatnot. What does NAR do? I mean, because you look at realtor members and most of the 1.6 million or close to 1.6 million members – have no idea what NER does. And NER, although it's on, you know, it in a lawsuit and it's, you know, basically, you know, in court for, you know, for antitrust violations, they're also in court in public perception. And a lot of the members are starting to question what the value of NER is.
1: Well, I think, you know, if I keep this uh, a little bit more international, is the NAR is a very, interesting organization and they've got to walk a fine line Uh, uh, for the local people who wonder what's in it for me. What do they give me? I mean, you have to think about it from the local association perspective. The local association is giving you a lot of value. That's part of the bigger organization. It's almost like a house, Mm -hmm. speaking of real estate. (laughs) And in that house, you're going to have several different rooms that serve different purposes. And, you know, if you think of the NAR, for example, I want to do all these trips around the world. And the NAR, NAR has all these relationships with different countries. <coughs> Excuse me. All these relationships with different countries where you have ambassadors that represent those countries. Therefore, if you want to do business in Brazil, if you want to do business in China, if you want to do business in Italy, you have an NAR representative that can help you and guide you that is the actual connection or liaison between that country so when people say to me well what value does the NAR have just from the global perspective if you have a client that wants to do business in the U.S. or do business outside maybe they own property in another country and they want to sell it and we do get that here in South Florida because we are so diverse now you need to reach out to an agent in another country well where do you start one of the first places you're going to start is the NAR ambassador they can tell you the ins and outs where you can find that person to make the connection. So when people say there's not a lot of value there, there is value. You need to look for it. And if you can't find it, talk to somebody who's informed about it, somebody who can educate you about it. One of the things that I I really dislike is you're in a profession, but you know nothing about the associations that that you're working under. And I, I can't tell you how many agents I meet that have no idea who the NAR president is, what the NAR does for them. But I meet an international member from another country, they can tell me all about the NAR, who the president is, and how lucky we are for all the things that NAR provides.
0: And, and, and you know, and to that point, right, and you may need to restate that again because a lot of countries that don't have the system that we have are envious of the way that the NAR has built basically brought about our MOS systems and and the way that it trickles down into...
1: You are absolutely correct. Uh, You know, if I take a step back for a minute, I remember probably a couple years ago, I mean, we've gone to, like last year, I went to 16 different countries in 12 months. At the end of the day, one of the things that make us smile when we go to all these countries is that people tell us, you guys are so lucky. You have no idea what you have. We went to China in 2019, Mm. and people fail to realize that in China, you don't have the property rights that you have in the United States. There's no set MLS like you have in the United States. In other countries, there's no clear corporation. You have a listing, you keep it to yourself, and you don't tell anyone. And you can shop it around however you want. Or in some countries, you have an agreement between a buyer and a seller, and somebody comes in even if you have a sub, a signed contract. And they said, well, I think I want that house. You're allowed to walk away from the contract that you had or the agreement you had and work with somebody else. So it's really confusing. And this is why I think other realtors from other countries look at us and say, wow, these guys are organized. They have rules. They have cooperation. They work with each other. They're not hiding and fighting with each other. They're actually promoting the listings amounts other realtors. So we probably get more buyers. We get more competition. And those are the things that I think a lot of agents that don't educate themselves about what the local association provides, what Florida realtors provides, or what the NAR provides, they have no clue. And that's the opposite of many other countries.
0: Because, the, the, you know, honestly, right? They're, and I've spoken to a lot of producers. They're concentrated on them, right? They're concentrated. And they don't... They don't always see the big picture, right? Um, you just put a, you know, a diagram of one facet of NAR's relationship building, right? Like if you want to get into global real estate, yeah, you start with your local association then you may go in the state you may even get international but if you're going to, like i was going to panama and if i want to know you know who who's the panama's uh ambassador to nar you know and i want to call him or her and they're going to tell me exactly who i need to meet and say hello to i mean that, that's pretty big value
1: it is and when you get there you now have It's like having a personal concierge. Mm -hmm. They know the lay of the land. They know the areas. It's almost like a person coming to your area, and they're asking you, where do I find waterfront properties? Where do I find, you know, gated or golf communities? You're the expert, and it's the opposite. When you have that connection, you don't have to worry. They will take care of you. They will make sure that you get the best service that you can get in the country. And more important, because you are a U.S. person, they look at you differently. They look at you like like something precious. Because right. again, they don't have that. And that's the one thing that most of these countries yearn to have is again international realtor membership, but to have an MLS type system that functions like we do in the US.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um so I always end the uh, podcast on two questions. I mean, you know, I know you s- sold luxury real estate, and we could do a whole segment on luxury real estate, but I think international real estate was great. And, um, but I have, I have two final questions for you. What's your favorite all-time streaming series or movie, and what are you currently watching?
1: Gee, uh, I would say Ozark probably yeah. is my favorite. Uh, currently watching... Oh dear, I'm watching so many things right now, but I'm rewatching Billions right now oh, yeah? because, as you know, I worked on Wall Street 20 years, so sure. I love to see how they portray how it actually happens in a TV series. Right, and I I gotta admit it's pretty pretty real. Yeah, okay? it's not far from the truth. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's well, what I'm Stevie doing Cohen right
0: now. lives in the uh, or has a place in Doris. Yeah. So yeah, yep. Yeah. So, Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate Breakfast with a Broker every Tuesday morning. This is Carlos Aline. How can we find you?
1: Uh, you can find me at Carlos at GlobalGatewayRE.com, or you can just call David or any other <laughs> member. We are here to serve, so I make myself very
0: available. <laughs> well, I appreciate you very much, and thank you very much. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning.